In this episode, we hear from Dorothy, not her real name, but I enjoyed uh, what she wanted us to read, Dorothy of the Ruby Slippers. That's fun. I love it. I mean, that's what her slippers were. They weren't. They were ruby colored. They weren't emerald, although they go to the Emerald City. Oh, God. Mm. What does Dorothy want to talk about? She's going to talk about um, her journey Mm -hmm. and how she feels like our podcast has really helped her unpack a lot of her damaged past. Well, she has a lot in there. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to hear about all of it. She has multiple marriages, uh, crazy church crap. Happy ending? Yes, definitely. That makes me happy. She loves herself now. I love it. And I love you, Shelly. Oh, you want to go make out? Absolutely. Let's do that during the break. (laughs) Okay. Okay, we'll be right back. Be right back. We are supported by new dating app. Hey, listeners, raise your hand if you think dating after Mormonism is difficult. Probably 95% of our listeners are raising their hands right now. (laughs) You know, it's hard meeting someone and having to explain your whole wacky Mormon upbringing. Oh, we went through this. And since your faith transition, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Oh, that is challenging. Mm -hmm. Check out New. It's an ex-Mormon dating app available for download on both Android and iPhone. Are you ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your story? I know I am. (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, too late. (laughs) (laughs) Visit newdating.app and learn more. That's newdating.app. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know the new customers who bet $5 get $150 back in bonus bets? Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $150 back in bonus bets. Make every moment more with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It goes down in the field. It goes down. Go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 24 of LDL Letters. Letters. The Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. Huh. Huh. How about that? Well, good shit. Let's do it. 24 of these puppies. Wow. I know. Who are, who are we reading from today? Well, Dorothy of the Ruby Slippers. Oh God, that's sexy. Thinking that is not uh, the name on her birth certificate. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dorothy, middle name of the... Last name, <laughs> yes, Ruby Slippers. Mm-hmm. for sure. She is a patron as well. Nice. Yeah, as a reminder, if you would like to have your letters sort of float to the top, that mm-hmm. is definitely a possibility. Visit patreon.com slash Latter-day Lesbian. Yes, we do give our patrons special treatment yeah, and service treatment. in return for their support of the mm-hmm. podcast. Again, a reminder, if you are a patron and you have submitted your letter and I have not been able to get to it, it's my bad. Would you please resubmit and in the subject line say, Shelly, you're a dumbass. You and say, say, I am a patron. <laughs> I'm trying to get more organized in 2020. Yeah, that's a great goal. Yeah. Also, if you're a listener mm-hmm. and you're not a patron, A, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> B, if you've submitted a letter and I haven't gotten to it yet and it's been a while, go ahead and um, just shoot me a note and say, hey, kindly asking, you know. Yeah. 
For sure. I'm just trying to get things in order here. Yep. Okay, well, let me get to this letter from Dorothy. Dorothy. Or as Auntie M says in The Wizard of Oz, Dorothy. That's kind of what she says. Okay. That's what she says? Pretty sure. Okay. (laughs) It's been a while, but I'm pretty sure that's how she says it. Okay. Dear Mary and Shelly, that's us. Hi, Dorothy. Thanks for writing in. I just listened to the latest edition of LDL Letters, and you said you want them to keep coming, so here's mine. Right on. Thank you so much. I'd like to let you know that since my cousin steered me to your podcast, my life has significantly changed. Can I just say, up top, cousin, thank you. (laughs) I hope that's for the better. We're going to find out. Always. No one's listened to the podcast and had things change for the worse. That you know of. No, never has happened. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you. Uh huh. Confidence in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Shelly unpack all her Exmo baggage opened my eyes to the amount of bullshit I'd been carrying around for all these years. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens. I'm 67 and haven't stepped foot in a church building except for several funerals in almost 15 years. On my mom's side, I come from a long line of pioneer stock. There you go. As you do. Mm hmm. Dad converted after we moved to California when I was about six. When I was very young, church attendance was sporadic, but as I got older, it ramped up to the time that we were sealed in the temple when I was about 11. Oh, another late temple sealing. (laughs) It's so dumb, right? Mm -hmm. I never felt that I fit into much of anything—church, school, the neighborhood, anything— I now attribute that separateness to the fact that when I was about three, my mom was diagnosed with incurable kidney disease and sent home to die. God, I'm sorry. Wow. Sucks, Dorothy. Yeah. With limited options and little education, the adults handled the situation by telling me I was the oldest of three kids in 33 months. Jesus. So the adults handled the situation by telling her that if she were good, that mom would be okay. Oh, that is so fucked up. Wow. Wow. Telling a child, if you have strong enough faith, if you can be obedient, your mom won't die. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Fuck any of those people who said that to her. Wow. Now I know what my IQ is today, and I doubt that as a child it was any less So where I went with that on an unconscious level was that if I weren't good, I would be responsible for mom dying. Yeah. Exactly. That's what you're being told. Mm -hmm. By being good, the adults meant that I was not allowed to have or show any feelings about much of anything. I had a younger sister that was born with her mouth open screaming and she never stopped and that she was also expected to take care of her younger brother and sister. Mom lived thanks to a sister who heard about a doctor in California who was saving people in her condition. Well, that's fantastic. Or thanks to Dorothy's obedience. (laughs) Right. She subsequently had a kidney transplant in 1970 that lasted for almost 26 years before finally dying in 1995. That's a long time. That is. In addition, I was not the physical clone of my parents, thin, smallish to mediumish folks. This, for some reason, was a major embarrassment and huge problem for them. I was the kid that was in the middle of the top row in the school class photos for a number of years. I have always had a roundish face and body, and so this was very unacceptable to her family. Mm. By the time I was eight, they were putting me on every diet under the sun. Jesus. Talk about fucking up a kid's esteem, you well, know? For and sure. like well, self worth yeah. and I mean it's never appropriate to do that to no. a kid, especially an eight year old. Good lord. 
At one point, I was taken to Dr. Zolar. Do you know this name? Mm-mm. Sounds like Zoloft. <laughs> For the water diet, and that is in quotes. Oof. This entailed pregnant mare urine injections six days a week. Jesus. Eight ounces of protein to eat a day, 12 glasses of water, pills to wake up, pills to go to sleep, and multiple disgusting, ginormous protein pills for dinner. She's how old here now? 11? Well, she was eight. I don't know what time all this was happening. It doesn't matter what what age. It's wrong. There's no right time to do that kind of thing. Oh, my God. She says, I lost weight and half my hair. Uh, Worth it because you're skinny. Oh, my God. She says, most of it never grew back. Good God. Dorothy continues to say, I had a bit of a breakdown after a while. The doctor suggested psychotherapy, and Dad said, none of my kids are going to any of those quacks. But we'll inject them with With pregnant mare urine. What the fuck? Pregnant mare urine. And that helps you lose weight? This is (sighs) ridiculous, because you and I were talking offline about Mm -hmm. what that even does to the poor horses who have to undergo that. Yeah, it's horrible for them as well. Yeah, they have to be hooked up to a catheter. Mm -hmm. And And when they're not pregnant, meaning they had their foal, typically that foal ends up at the slaughterhouse because they don't need it. Um, Wow. Yeah, it's horrible. It's awful for so many reasons. Mm -hmm. Years later, I told them I wanted slash thought I needed help and got the same response about the quacks. I yo-yoed in my weight and was never, ever good enough on that front. Nothing was ever good enough. At one point, my father told me I was so fat and ugly that no one would ever want to marry me. You know what, Dad? Kiss my ass. I mean, did he watch the Johnny Lingo video? Because that's what that sounds like. Oh, God. I know. I look at photos of me at that time now, and I honestly don't see what the problem was. I wasn't twiggy thin. But I wasn't outrageously obese either. So you take that underlying magical belief that I would kill my mom by not being good, add that to the perfectionism that is rampant in the Mormon church, and you have the perfect storm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also being told that you were fat and ugly and you would never find someone to marry you. That's horrible. Wow, that's that feels like child abuse right there. Um, That is. Yeah. A, why are they so concerned that that person gets married? Maybe Dorothy doesn't even want to get married. Maybe Dorothy uh, is, Does that even factor into it? You're that's not my allowed thing. It's to like, think, I don't want to get married when you're like, a Mormon. Yeah, like saying, you won't be happy unless you get married. The only reason you're going to attract a man is because of physical attributes? Yeah, it's that's all, the it's, only it's reason? All, it's so like old school patriarchy. Oh my God. And, Eight cows. Uh, Eight ugh. cows. Just saying. Yeah, sorry, Dorothy. That sucks. Yeah. So, Shelly, why don't we take a little break? Want to? Um, no? Yes. All right. We'll be right back. We are supported by BetterHelp.com. We have mental health professionals periodically on our show, and we wanted to find an affordable online therapy option for our listeners. I think BetterHelp is it. Yep. They will assess your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can always change counselors if you want. You can send messages to your counselor and receive timely responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's more affordable than just normal counseling, and financial aid is available. And through this exclusive offer, LDLers get 10% off their first month. Visit betterhelp.com slash LDL. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LDL for 10% off your first month. Start living a happier life today. We are back. Hello. Dorothy continues to say, 
While a teen, I kept wondering about whether or not I was crazy. I thought about suicide off and on, but never had the push to see it through. Fast forward a few years and I'm 21 and all my peers are married on missions or old maids. Wow. You have to get married, right? That's the only way to be happy, according to Mormons. Yep. Feeling so great about myself, I think that might be sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I read it in a I'm way. I'm thinking that sarcasm. Felt My vote sarcastic. is sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I married the first guy who asked because, of course, I might never be asked again. Mm-hmm. We'd known each other about six months when we were married in the LA temple. He was a convert who had been married before, had three kids. He was 10 years older, she says, and was in the Navy. We shortly took custody of his two sons, and I followed him wherever his postings took him for about three years. He quickly stopped going to church and pretty much made it impossible for me to go. And after all, he was my married-in-the-temple husband, so I had to stick with him, even if there were a couple of incidents of marital rape. God. Oh, my God. Fucker. She says that wasn't an identified thing back then. Right. Yeah. Jesus. It's not rape if you're married. Oh, my God. bullshit. That is bullshit. If I just prayed hard enough and was good enough and lost enough weight and let my hair grow, wow, and took better care of my nails and used more makeup and perfume, Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. This sucks. And women listening, you don't have to do any of these things. None of it. Not a damn thing you don't want to do. Be Uh -uh. yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. If that means you put on a dress, so be it. If it means you paint your nails, that's great. If you don't wear makeup or if you do, who cares? Yep. You be you. And if someone loves you for you, that's fantastic. Great for them. Great for you. Mm -hmm. If they love you because of who you portray yourself to be in certain contexts, that's not real. Right. That's not real. And fuck anyone who thinks that you're supposed to look or act a certain way to be mm-hmm. a woman or a man or anything else. No, if, they, if they love you for who they want you to be, mm-hmm. and that's not who you are, tell them to fuck the fuck off. Fuck the fuck off. Right, Domino? Domino came in to hear that. That's right, Domino. <laughs> that's fuck right. the fuck off. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go on. Okay. Dorothy says her husband was abusive, emotionally, mainly at first, but later on it did get a bit physical. He felt he owned both me and his boys and never failed to take the opportunity to point out when we were not living up to his standards and to make us feel like shit. About three years in, when he had deployed overseas and I was left behind in the States and his sons and I were getting along quite well, thank you, he decided to dump me halfway across the country with nothing. Wow. He came back to collect his sons and expected her to clean out the bank account and have at least one fond farewell. Oh, God. Ew. We ended up divorcing, and I moved back to California, where a few years later, I married yet another convert in the Oakland Temple after going through the whole cancellation of sealing process. <sighs> it's so stupid. The stupid hoops you have to jump in, yeah. jump through, rather, to be a Mormon is ridiculous like, to no, me. no, no, you can't marry this other guy because you're still sealed to this tool who raped you. Yeah, it, it doesn't <laughs> even make any sense. No. Seriously. We were married for almost 20 years with three daughters before I found out that I suffered from depression. Go figure, she Mm -hmm. says, and found a psychiatrist who worked with me to find meds that let the sun into my life for the first time. Awesome. 
upshot of that after a couple of years was that I couldn't stay married to a man who is chronically afraid of everything in life and figured that with the church and our kids, we didn't need anything else in common. Mm-hmm. That's all we very, got. Very typical yeah. uh, Mormon relationship because you get married without really knowing this person very sure. well. And then you get married so young that you grow apart. But it's like, well, we have the church in common and the children. And that is it. Yeah. And I mean, if you're doing Mormon shit 24-7, then maybe that doesn't matter for some people. That's I enough. Guess. Who knows? Uh, she says there were other issues, but well, this is way too long already. We love it, Dorothy. Yeah, I think we've had longer. Seriously. Mm-hmm. That's what Oh Jesus, she really? said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My youngest girl was 13 when I moved out. I stayed in the small town we lived in, kept in close contact with the girls, and went about making a new life for myself, but still making it within the LDS church. I stuck around for a few years and then found a good Mormon widower online that I fell crazily in love with. Again, way too quickly. I moved out of state to be with him, and we married. Havoc shortly ensued. He was not the person he had betrayed himself to be. His children were hellspawn. <laughs> he sucked me dry financially. Jesus. And we parted. Oh, my God. She has not had good luck no. on the dating front. I ended up getting a job in Provo and moving to Utah with little or no money. Being a single woman of a certain age in Provo is living in a cold, dark isolation. Oh, yeah. Why is that? You can't be single and in Provo? If you're single and in Provo, it's like, what is wrong with you? Why are you not married? Mm. There's something wrong with you. Good Lord. And what if you're gay? Just saying. Throwing that in there. Clearly wrong with you. Not that Dorothy is. I don't think she is at all. But okay. Yeah. Not that there's Just anything saying. wrong with nope, it. Nope. Not that there's anything wrong with <laughs> being gay. Clearly, that's fine by us. Fine by us. <laughs> mm-hmm. She says, other women are afraid you want their husbands. Wow. Is that a mm. thing? This competition among ladies? Well, you know, when your entire life is centered around the fact that you need to be married. Yeah. Then when you are married to a man and then there's a single woman kind of hanging out, yeah. Well, plus, when you're a Mormon, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't sort of polygamy just always in the back of your head? Like, that's just a thing I don't know. I don't see that as the case that would be going on. It's more of like... If I'm not keeping myself up, my husband will leave me for another woman. Yes. Okay. Other women are afraid you want their husbands. Single men think they are God's gift. You aren't paid enough, but still, I went to church. Over the years, I'd taught gospel doctrine many times, been a member of several Relief Society presidencies, taught Sunday school and Relief Society, been a librarian, nursery leader, you name it. In Provo, I was once again in the library and teaching the teens in Sunday school. I attended the temple weekly, fasted every Sunday, etc., expecting God to actually hear all my prayers and help me find a way out of the desolate, desperate, stinking quagmire I was in. I'll tell you a way. Leave the fucking church. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. All I wanted was someone to love me. Mm. Ultimately, I met someone else online. Not a member. I'd quit even looking for one. Someone who lived in California and, she says, finally moved in with him. I left Provo and the church, garments, temple recommend, everything just like that and pretty much walled off all the toxic religious past garbage until I started listening to your podcast. Very cool. Let us help you dig that trauma up. That's right. (laughs) To catch you up, he turned out to be an addict. 
He was either drunk or high, no steady job, etc. Moved out of that and managed to pretty much pull my life together. Good for you. I must have been really desperate. Uh, She met another man. She said, yeah, I know, I know, but hey, whatever. (laughs) And have been married to him. Dorothy's like, if you haven't judged me by now, like, fuck it. (laughs) You know? Dorothy likes men. Nah, everyone has you know their, their life experiences. You do, I don't you, baby. fucking care. Yeah. You know how many girlfriends I've had? Nope. Don't need. Nope. <laughs> one. Me. Keep reading. Uh, let's see. She's been married nine years this year. Nice. He has allowed me the space and time to find out and do what I've needed to do to heal in so many ways. And I truly appreciate his support. Well, good. Sounds like she good. finally hit That's the jackpot. That's awesome, Dorothy. Good for you. For the first part of the healing journey that really started only about two years ago, it was about my past. For the last months, it's about the post-Mormonism shit, and I've had to come to terms with how closely the two are intertwined. Yep. I can honestly say for the first time in my life, I love myself. I am so much more kind to myself, so much more free to be who I authentically am. I am refusing to set myself on fire to warm someone else. There you go. To quote Kimberly Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I think a much better person all around. You know, it's about all of our experience trying to get us to be better people, right? We're evolving yeah. to be yeah. better all the time. Since being free of the morgue, is that a Mormon expression? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this, it's like I the think. Borg from Star Trek, but Mormon. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. As if Mormonism can't get nerdy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've finished writing a book. That's cool. Created my own charity, nice, providing handmade soft toys to emergency rooms. That's awesome. That is awesome. Started to really believe in myself as an artist and have plans to put my work out there. That's great. I've started taking chances I never would have before. Gone indoor skydiving, rented a little RV and gone on a vacation by myself. Wow, I love it. That's awesome. And it's wonderful. You two are some of my favorite people, and I hope to be able to meet Someday. Aww, Keep up I the good that. work. Yeah. Thanks, we need Dorothy. to figure that out. Yeah. Many, many hugs, Dorothy. That's fantastic. Thank you for writing in, Dorothy. Oh, what a great letter. I know. I'm so happy to hear that it's come around. Like she's working through the shit and is finding happiness. That's yeah. so great. And you know, the thing she said at the very end about learning to love herself and that she can actually say she loves herself now. That's huge. That is huge. And I think that speaks to the choices we make. When we don't love ourselves. Yep. And we pick abusive people when we don't love ourselves. Because we don't think we're deserving of better. Right. We attract them. We pick them. Yeah. Yeah. We don't think we can do any better. Mm -hmm. So we settle for less. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, we don't think we deserve any better. Right. Right, Eddie? He's all warm. He was sitting by the fireplace. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I think that was a fantastic letter. That was. Dorothy, thank you so much for writing in. Mm Mm-hmm. As a reminder, if you would like to contact us, we hope you do, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. That's us. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. Shall we wrap this one up? Wrap it up. Put a bow on it. All right. Second letters episode of 2020 in the house. Boom. Right there. Should I say in the his house and just sound like an idiot? If you want to. In the his house. Okay. There you go. There's your idiot. Village (laughs) idiot. Village idiot. Thanks, Nicole. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) All right, everybody. We will talk to you again real, real soon. Mm -hmm. Bye now. Bye-bye.